Chapter Thirteen of Education. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tanika, Madison, Alabama. Education by Ellen G. White. The Bible as an Educator: Mental and Spiritual Culture. For the mind and the soul, as well as for the body, it is God's law that strength is acquired by effort. It is exercise that develops. In harmony with this law, God has provided in His Word the means for mental and spiritual development. The Bible contains all the principles that men need to understand in order to be fitted either for this life or for the life to come. And these principles may be understood by all. No one with a spirit to appreciate its teachings can read a single passage from the Bible without gaining from it some helpful thought. But the most valuable teaching of the Bible is not to be gained by occasional or disconnected study. Its great system of truth is not so presented as to be discerned by the hasty or careless reader. Many of its treasures lie far beneath the surface and can be obtained only by diligent research and continuous effort. The truths that go to make up the great whole must be searched out and gathered up here a little and there a little. Isaiah 28.10 When thus searched out and brought together, they will be found to be perfectly fitted to one another. Each gospel is a supplement to the others, every prophecy an explanation of another, every truth a development of some other truth. The types of the Jewish economy are made plain by the gospel. Every principle in the word of God has its place every fact its bearing, and the complete structure and design and execution bears testimony to its author. Such a structure no mind but that of the infinite could conceive or fashion. In searching out the various parts and studying their relationship, the highest faculties of the human mind are called into intense activity. No one can engage in such study without developing mental power. And not alone in searching out truth and bringing it together does the mental value of Bible study consist. It consists also in the effort required to grasp the themes presented. The mind occupied with commonplace matters only becomes dwarfed and enfeebled. If never tasked to comprehend grand and far-reaching truths, it after a time loses the power of growth. As a safeguard against this degeneracy and a stimulus to development, Nothing else can equal the study of God's Word. As a means of intellectual training, the Bible is more effective than any other book, or all other books combined. The greatness of its themes, the dignified simplicity of its utterances, the beauty of its imagery, quicken and uplift the thoughts as nothing else can. No other study can impart such mental power as does the effort to grasp the stupendous truths of revelation. The mind, thus brought in contact with the thoughts of the infinite, cannot but expand and strengthen. And even greater is the power of the Bible in the development of the spiritual nature. Man, created for fellowship with God, can only in such fellowship find his real life and development. Created to find in God his highest joy, he can find in nothing else that which can quiet the cravings of the heart, can satisfy the hunger and thirst of the soul. He who with sincere and teachable spirit studies God's word, seeking to comprehend its truths, will be brought in touch with its author, and, except by his own choice, 
there is no limit to the possibilities of his development. In its wide range of style and subjects, the Bible has something to interest every mind and to appeal to every heart. In its pages are found history the most ancient, biography the truest to life, principles of government for the control of the state, for the regulation of the household, principles that human wisdom has never equaled. It contains philosophy the most profound, poetry the sweetest and the most sublime, the most impassioned and the most pathetic. Immeasurably superior in value to the productions of any human author are the Bible writings, even when thus considered, but of infinitely wider scope, of infinitely greater value, are they when viewed in their relation to the grand central thought. Viewed in the light of this thought, every topic has new significance. In the most simply stated truths are involved principles that are as high as heaven and that compass eternity. The central theme of the Bible, the theme about which every other in the whole book clusters, is the redemption plan, the restoration in the human soul of the image of God. From the first intimation of hope in the sentence pronounced in Eden to that last glorious promise of the revelation, they shall see his face and his name shall be in their foreheads, Revelation 22.4. The burden of every book and every passage of the Bible is the unfolding of this wondrous theme, man's uplifting, the power of God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15.57. He who grasps this thought has before him an infinite field for study. He has the key that will unlock to him the whole treasure house of God's word. The science of redemption is the science of all sciences, the science that is the study of the angels and of all the intelligences of the unfallen worlds, the science that engages the attention of our Lord and Savior, the science that enters into the purpose brooded in the mind of the infinite, kept in silence through times eternal, Romans 16.25, the science that will be the study of God's redeemed throughout endless ages. This is the highest study in which it is possible for a man to engage. As no other study can, it will quicken the mind and uplift the soul. The excellency of knowledge is that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. The words that I speak unto you, said Jesus, they are spirit and they are life. This is life eternal, that they should know thee, the only true God, and him whom thou didst send. Ecclesiastes 7.12 John six sixty three and John seventeen three, the creative energy that called the worlds into existence is in the word of God. This word imparts power; it begets life. Every command is a promise, accepted by the will, received into the soul. It brings with it the life of the infinite one. It transforms the nature and recreates the soul in the image of God. The life thus imparted is in like manner sustained by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, Matthew 4, 4, shall men live. The mind, the soul, is built up by that upon which it feeds, and it rests with us to determine upon what it shall be fed. It is within the power of every one to choose the topics that shall occupy the thoughts and shape the character. Of every human being, privileged with access to the scriptures, God says, I have written to him the great things of my law. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Hosea 8.12 and Jeremiah 33.3 3. 
with the word of god in his hands every human being whether his lot in life may be cast may have such companionship as he shall choose in its pages he may hold converse with the noblest and best of the human race and may listen to the voice of the eternal as he speaks with men as he studies and meditates upon the themes into which the angels desire to look first peter one twelve he may have their companionship he may follow the steps of the heavenly teacher and listen to his words as when he taught on mountain and plain and sea he may dwell in this world in the atmosphere of heaven imparting to earth's sorrowing and tempted ones thoughts of hope and longings for holiness himself coming closer and still closer into fellowship with the unseen like him of old who walked with god drawing nearer and nearer the threshold of the eternal world until the portal shall open and he shall enter there he will find himself no stranger the voices that will greet him are the voices of the holy ones who unseen were on earth his companions voices that here he learned to distinguish and to love he who through the word of god has lived in fellowship with heaven will find himself at home in heaven's companionship end of chapter thirteen recording by tanika madison alabama